Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, March 7th, and we start with local news. J.E. Woodard Elementary and Randolph Howell Elementary both have been awarded grants from the Tennessee Valley Authority in partnership with Bicentennial Volunteers, Inc., a TVA retiree organization, to develop science, technology, engineering, and math education projects to help spark student interest in future careers in STEM-related fields. Teachers across TVA's seven-state region applied for funding for up to $5,000 for projects, and 238 applications were selected. We are excited to have this funding to support hands-on activities and programs that help students develop that can apply to real-world problem-solving, said Amy Roberts, CTE Director for Murray County Schools. We want to open doors to high-quality, rewarding jobs for our students, and the grant will help us introduce them to these subjects from a young age. Schools who are awarded grants must receive their power from a local power company served by TVA. Woodard and Howell Elementary are both served by Columbia Power and Water System. J.E. Woodard Elementary School will use its $5,000 grant to get students engaged with nature and protecting our environment. Part of enjoying nature is learning to protect it. This will be accomplished by sharing the marvels of nature, highlighting and partnering with national parks, and utilizing STEM content challenges that focus on the environment. Learning will be framed with literature and immersive experiences. The students will be challenged to find beauty in nature and share their discoveries. These discoveries will be displayed in the school and in dedicated outdoor spaces. One of the inspirations is Camp Carol Ann, Woodard's principal, a passionate naturalist, has extensive collections of artifacts from her years of outdoors adventures. Those artifacts become the foundation for for discussing rocks, fossils, animal habitats, and the mysteries of nature. Coupled with Camp Carol Ann will be extensive learning guided by immersive studies of national parks, STEM challenges, and a live STEAM event with challenges revolving around real-life challenges faced by six different national parks. In the end, our students will be identifying human impact on nature and creating solutions that minimize that impact. A $3,500 grant awarded for Randolph Howell Elementary STEM School's Nature Trail will be a collaborative effort between students, staff, families, and community partners. The intention of the project is to create a natural and usable green space for both learning and community enjoyment. They anticipate that all stakeholders will join together to create a learning space that highlights local flora and fauna and provides education about how to live within the natural world. This will be achieved by creating the physical trail and installing attractive and durable signage. This space will also include opportunities for meeting the gross motor and sensory needs of our community. The anticipated result is that students and community will have access to green learning spaces within our, rapid, our rapidly expanding community. TVA is committed to support the STEM education to help develop today's students into tomorrow's engineers, scientists, and IT professionals, said Jeanette Mills, TVA Executive Vice President and Chief External Relations Officer. It's inspiring to be able to contribute to the innovators of the next generation, she said. Since 2018, TVA and BVI have awarded nearly $5 million in STEM grants to support local education. A full list of grant recipients and information on how to apply for a future STEM grant can be found at www.tvastem.com.
other than perhaps Mule Day, one of the biggest events in Columbia is the always popular and competitive annual Mid-State Classic Softball Tournament. The collegiate doubleheader, which kicks off Wednesday, March 15th at Ridley Sports Complex, was part of Columbia City Council's study session discussion this month, where the city will vote on a resolution to accept $19,000 generated by sponsor donations to help fund the tournament. Tickets to the Mid-State Classic are $10 and available by contacting Columbia Parks and Recreation at 931-388-8119 or online at www.columbiatn.com forward slash slash Mid-State Classic. Parks and Recreation Director Mac Reagan said the event typically sells out at about 2,000 seats. As of now, fewer than 500 tickets remain to be sold and the ones still available are going fast. It's going to be another big year, and everything is planned. Itineraries are set, and right now we're working on the final details, such as meals, Reagan said. Everything is set to go, and we are looking forward to a great day. The only thing we can't control is the weather, he said. This year's games will once again feature the University of Tennessee Lady Volunteers, who will face off against the Austin P. State University Governors beginning at 5.30 p.m., The University of Tennessee is bringing probably one of the best teams in the country, Reagan said. They are just unreal. Earlier in the day, Columbia State Community College will face off against Motlow State Community College at 1 p.m. In addition, Columbia Central High School will kick off the tournament against Tullahoma High School starting at 10 a.m. I am so excited about this year's Mid-State Classic between the Tennessee Lady Vols and Austin Peay State University Govs, Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder said. Once again, Columbia serves as the host site for one of the most highly anticipated softball games in the state. And once again, Ridley Sports Complex will serve as a showcase venue for this event. Most of all, I am proud of our team at the Parks and Recreation Department for their good work in putting on this event every year and helping our youth, in particular young women in our community, see firsthand a collegiate sport being played in our community at a very high level, he said. After a State House subcommittee's unanimous vote Tuesday in favor of expanding protections to the Duck River, cautious optimism is settling in for county and state elected leaders, hoping to keep waters clean for the most biodiverse river in the world. But lingering questions are keeping community advocates vigilant. House Bill 0447, sponsored by Representative Scott Sapicki, would expand the state's Class II scenic status along the river in Murray County, acting as a guardrail of protection. With Murray County Commissioners in tow last Tuesday, Sabicki stood before the House Agriculture and Natural Resources Subcommittee advocating for the expansion of protective boundaries for the Duck River under the bill. Subcommittee Chairman Representative Bud Halsey, a Republican from Kingsport, said Tuesday the committee had seen a large run of contentious bills in the past couple of weeks, but none with such support as the bill to protect the Duck River. I never got as many emails as I got from your people in Murray County. Halsey told Sapicki. Representative Sapicki told committee members that there was a time when the river was not the most biodiverse, referring to a time when pollution from the former Monsanto chemical company imperiled the river. It's taken a long time to get this river back to where it was, Sapicki said. We have already protected the eastern side as a Class II pastoral scenic waterway. We're asking to protect its western side, he said. Also leaning on the river's use for outdoor recreation, Representative Sapicki punctuated his comments with the importance of protecting the fastest-growing county in Tennessee, Murray County's water source, for the next hundred years. 
Murray County Commission Chairman Eric Previtti, along with County Mayor Sheila Butt and other commissioners presented present at the subcommittee meeting in Nashville, said hats off to citizens who voiced their support for the bill by sending almost 1,000 emails to elected leaders. Representative Chris Todd, a Republican from Madison County, raised questions Tuesday about how expanding the river scenic status could create limitations to agriculture under the new protections, though the bill would protect existing agricultural developments with some exceptions. While highlighting decades of progress to keep water protected from pollutants, Todd said his other concern was property rights. Protecting this resource is very important, Todd said, but I'm always concerned about property rights and how something is going to affect someone else. Todd asked Representative Sapicki about further ramifications for property owners regarding land use and discharge of materials into rivers. Sapicki deferred to TDEC's goal of maintaining water quality, stating their job is not to prohibit business or land use, but to protect the water's pristine nature. While the bill's language focused on waterway protections, language for the designation of Class II rivers prohibits activities such as mining, timber harvesting, and building of roads. Meanwhile, in the Murray County community, some questions remain about a lingering solid waste landfill proposed by Baton Rouge-based Trinity Business Group, which has applied for multiple building permits on the former Monsanto Chemical Company site through the Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation. Last fall, community advocates moved swiftly to rally against the solid waste landfill, including a tire recycling center that would be located approximately two miles from the Duck River at the Monsanto site. The old Monsanto property is designated as a Superfund site, which is mandated for EPA rehabilitation due to the presence of hazardous waste. According to de facto expert and former Murray County Commissioner Sue Stevenson, the Monsanto property contains four buried capped pits containing phosphorus. Elected leaders hope that the legislation will thwart landfill developments that could cause pollution to the biodiverse river. Last fall, the Murray County Commission added further protections to the Duck River by adopting the Jackson Law, a state law that would prohibit the construction of landfills without the approval of city and county government. Jeremy Hooper, TDEC Solid Waste Management Representative, spoke before the committee explaining that the bill would expand the scenic status, which could in turn challenge landfill development. I can speak to solid waste management, Hooper said. There is a two-mile buffer from the Duck River in which solid waste landfills cannot be permitted. If this status is extended to that, we'd have to consider that in the permitting process. County Mayor Sheila Butt recently made five new appointments to the existing Murray-Marshall Solid Waste Board at February's commission meeting, which will begin to seek solutions for new landfill sites. The bill will be heard by the full House committee on March 8th. Columbia State Community College welcomes Appalachian Roadshow to the Cherry Theater on March 16th as part of the first Farmers Performance Series. Appalachian Roadshow is a visionary acoustic ensemble bringing new generation interpretations to traditional Americana, bluegrass, and folk songs, as well as offering innovative original music, all presented with a common thread tied directly to the heart of the Appalachian regions of the United States. Appalachian Roadshow invites us to come in and sit a spell on the porch as the band shares its dynamic musicianship through songs and stories emanating from the mountains and hollers of North Carolina and Virginia to the coal mines of West Virginia and Kentucky. We are excited to welcome this talented group of musicians to our performance series, said Bethany Lay, Columbia State Vice President for Advancement and Executive Director of the Columbia State Foundation. Their authentic bluegrass sound is beloved by many, 
and tickets are selling fast. Don't miss the opportunity to join the celebration of genuine Appalachian music, she said. Individual tickets are on sale for $30 each plus tax for adults and $20 each plus tax for Columbia State students. To charge tickets by phone using a major credit card, you can call 931-540-2879 or purchase them in person in room 113 of the Prior Administration Building on the Columbia campus Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. On the night of the performance, the box office opens at 6 p.m. in the Kenneth and Ramona Cherry Theater, located in the Wayman L. Hickman Building on the Columbia campus. Theater doors open at 6.30 p.m. and the show begins at 7. The Columbia campus is located at 1665 Hampshire Pike in Columbia. For more information, visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash performance dash series. Hosted by the Murray Regional Health Care Foundation and presented by First Farmers and Merchants Bank, the annual Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot will take place Saturday, April 1st at Riverwalk Park in Columbia. Proceeds from the 2023 Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot provide funding for Murray Regional Health's mobile medical unit, which delivers health care services to at-risk and underserved individuals throughout southern Middle Tennessee by providing basic health screenings, education, and resources. A portion of the proceeds from the Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot will also support the Foundation's Wellness and Aquatic Center Healthy Living Endowment and the Columbia Parks and Recreation Department. In addition, the Murray County School, with the most participation in the event, will receive a donation to their PE program from the Foundation. The Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot is a great tradition for both Murray County and the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation that helps support our mission of providing important healthcare services for individuals who may not otherwise be able to obtain care, Foundation Executive Director Joe Kilgore said. We are excited to host the Mule Kick 5K and look forward to an exciting race, he said. On Saturday, April 1st, the race will begin at Riverwalk Park in Columbia with an 8 a.m. start time for the 5K and a 9.15 start time for the one-mile trot. Both runners and walkers are encouraged to participate. Participants may register for the race online at www.runsignup.com forward slash mulekick 5K. The Mule Kick has become one of the great annual events for Murray County, and we are honored to be involved again as presenting sponsor, said Brian K. Williams, chairman and chief executive officer of First Farmers. We're thankful for the tremendous work of the foundation in helping to serve the health care needs of others throughout our region, he said. In addition to presenting sponsor First Farmers and Merchants Bank, sponsorships ranging from $350 to $2,500 are still available for those who are interested in marketing exposure at the event. For additional information, contact the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation at 931-380-4075. To learn more about the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation, the Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot, or to make a direct gift to support the Mobile Medical Unit Fund, you can visit www.murrayregional.com forward slash foundation. The City of Columbia has established a design competition to create an official flag, city flag, and Columbia residents are invited to take part in the process by submitting their original flag designs from now through March 15th. The final winning design will be announced on April 20th. The City is excited to give the public an opportunity to participate in the design process as it will reflect and symbolize our community. Designs can be submitted on the City's website at www.columbiatn.com. 
All entries will be judged based on flag criteria presented in the competition guidelines, then narrowed down to three final designs. The public will have a chance to vote from April 1st through the 15th on the final three designs chosen by the Columbia Arts Council. The winning design will reflect Columbia's pride, rich history, promising future, and embody what makes Columbia special and unique using meaningful symbolism and minimal color and design features. I couldn't be more excited about this flag design competition that will result in the first official flag for the city of Columbia, said Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. A flag creates identity, establishes symbolism, and promotes unity, and I can't wait to see the final product. Our community is full of creative individuals from all walks of life, and I am particularly pleased that this will be a public-driven process. And I am also excited that this project is being led in part by Nathaniel Bliss, a local scout with Troop 111, who brought forward the idea as part of his Eagle Scout project. I encourage all members of the community to participate in what will be a project that will be historic in nature, given its long-term lasting effects, he said. Basic rules and guidelines include, but are not limited to, submitting an original flag design by March 15th. The competition is limited to Columbia residents only. No compensation will be given for any design submitted. Only one entry per resident and all ages and skill level levels are welcome to participate. For a complete list of rules and information regarding the Columbia Flag Project, visit the city's website at www.columbiatn.com. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Thomas Harry Anderson, husband of Columbia native Joe Beth Folger, passed away on March 2nd in Los Altos, California. A graveside service for Mr. Anderson will be held on Saturday at 11 a.m. at Williamsport Cemetery. Oaks and Nichols funeral directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer. And why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors. 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have a mix of clouds and sun today. The high will reach 67 degrees with winds out of the north-northeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies becoming increasingly more cloudy as the night progresses. The low will be around 42 degrees with winds out of the northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. 
and it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, friends. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you have given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. For the love of Tennessee at dawn. For the love of the fight. For the love of having nowhere else you'd rather be. For the love of Tennessee. Travel safe. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. After moderate decreases in gas prices two weeks ago, pump prices across the state saw quite a bit of variation. Today's state gas price average is three cents higher than last week's. 
The Tennessee gas price average is now $3.04 a gallon, which is 15 cents less expensive than one month ago and 77 cents less expensive than one year ago. This past week, we experienced fluctuation in our gas prices across the state, and it's likely that we'll continue to see this fluctuation throughout the spring driving season, said Megan Cooper, spokeswoman for AAA, the Auto Club Group. Warmer weather is encouraging people to travel, which increases demand for gasoline. It's also very common this time of year to see fluctuating gas prices, as this is the time of year when refineries conduct seasonal maintenance and begin the process of producing summer blend gasoline, which is more expensive to produce than winter blend gasoline, Cooper said. Here's some quick facts. 54% of Tennessee gas stations have prices below $3 a gallon. The lowest 10% of pump prices are $2.84 for regular unleaded. The highest 10% of pump prices are $3.36 for regular unleaded. Tennessee is the seventh least expensive market in the nation. Like it or not, the annual ritual of changing our clocks to daylight savings time is coming at 2 a.m. on Sunday, March 12th. Since most of our computers, smartphones, and DVRs automatically change the time for us, it's not as much of a chore as it used to be. But unless you have smart appliances, microwaves, and ovens are among the household items that will need to be manually adjusted. We all lose an hour of sleep when going to daylight savings time as the day is only 23 hours long. When clocks go forward, that one hour of daylight is basically shifted from morning to evening as daylight savings time begins. We won't go back to standard time until Sunday, November 5th. Only two states don't observe daylight savings time, Hawaii and Arizona. Other non-observers include American Samoa, Guam, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. According to the National Conference of State Legislatures, in the past five years, 19 states have enacted legislation or passed resolutions to provide for year-round daylight savings time if Congress were to allow such a change, and in some cases, if surrounding states enact the same legislation. Because federal law does not currently allow full-time daylight savings time, Congress would have to act before states could adopt changes. The Department of Children's Services Commissioner gave an update to the legislature that showed improvements to the troubled system. Margie Quinn went before the state's Finance Ways and Means Committee last week as part of the department's budget request. Quinn highlighted several ways that DCS has made changes already this year and how more funding could help it continue that upward trajectory. We're not doing all that we want to be able to do, Quinn says, and we're here looking for a better solution. She says one of the biggest victories is that kids are no longer sleeping in office buildings, except for in Shelby County, which includes Memphis. I'm very hopeful that in the next 30 to 60 days, that will be solved as well, Quinn said, and that no more children are sleeping in offices, state office buildings. Instead, kids are being placed in transitional homes. Obviously, this has been a difficult season for DCS, Quinn says. The need is critical now. Children sleeping in office Offices across the state was a symptom of several problems within the system that have become more public over the last year. That includes a shortage of foster care placements and a shortage of caseworkers. Quinn says the worker shortage has also started to show signs of a turnaround. The department has gotten more than 500 applications for case manager positions since increasing pay a few weeks ago. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Pilgrimage Music and Cultural Festival is returning to the park at Harlandsdale Farm in Franklin on September 23rd and 24th. Ahead of the official lineup announcement, fans can purchase tickets during a blind pre-sale today, March 7th, beginning at 10 a.m. 2022 marked the annual festival's eighth year with headlining sets from Chris Stapleton, Brandy Carlisle, John Batiste, and the Avett Brothers, alongside wares and food from local artisans, chefs, brewers, and more. As we wait for the 2023 lineup, who are you hoping will be the headliners this year? Grab your tickets today and sign up to be the first to know all about the things pilgrimage at pilgrimagefestival.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.